welcome to another exciting week of Ghost Emoji. I'm Taylor. I'm Becca. And this is Becca. <laughs> We're so excited to, to be back again with you. Man, you were talking about not sounding bored and you did not succeed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I've been sick. I've been sick. You'd think that, like, after, like, finally being better, I would feel rejuvenated. I'd be, I'd be filled with that, that juicy, that thick and juicy lifeblood and be all over it. And instead, I'm just, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to not be sick. I just, I just want to lay down and get that good, good sleep where you're not waking up every two hours because you can't breathe or you want to barf or your throat just hurts. Praise Lord Santos. <laughs> Truly, we are blessed. We are blessed. Becca, what are we talking about today? Today, my friends, we are having our second slumber party scary story episode. Extravaganza? Yeah, extravaganza. Yes. Actually, this is our third. Oh, it's our third? Dang. Yeah, because we did the under, we did the diver stories. Oh, that's right. Did our, our scary, like, hitchhiker driving stories, the the under the sea. Under the sea. In the forest. Yeah, I was gonna say, we've got, like, on land, in the water, and on the land again. I thought it was gonna be, uh, like, you know, by land, by sea, by air, but there's no air. It's just two, two lands. We could do scary plane stories. No. No. I think that would scar you. I can't. Some of these spooked me real good. Yeah, some of these are scary. Because you know me. I'm a big out outdoors woman. You know, I love I love <sighs> being out in nature, breathing that fresh, fresh Whatever. nature Whatever, you've gone air. camping and you were like, yeah, I'd go ha- hiking and camping again. And I was like, have fun. I'm going to stay here where you don't get like mauled by a bear and you don't have to hang your trash from a tree and you don't have to piss and then shit and dig a hole no thank you i just you know <laughs> want to commune with with nature just really get into it and if i'm you know overtaken by the wicked crow man of the forest or something then you know so be it at least i i had some good s'mores and saw some cool uh animals i saw a chipmunk once up in idaho a real life chipmunk. Well, gosh, that makes it all worthwhile, <laughs> doesn't it? Yep. <clears throat> it doesn't. It doesn't make it all worthwhile. Yeah. Also, you can make s'mores in your oven and go outside and sit on your porch and look up at the stars and not get mauled by a bear. I mean, unless you live in the forest, then you might get mauled by a bear. But I, I don't know that you live your life. I mean, we've got bobcats and coyotes in our neighborhood. I was reading a story on next door that my boss told me about where like a lady was just hanging out with her dogs in her backyard and I can't remember if it was a bobcat or if it was like a full on fucking cougar like was on the roof of her house and leapt down from the roof of her house <laughs> into her backyard and attacked her and luckily what her two <laughs> her two dogs managed to kill it they were injured pretty bad but they did make it but uh the the cougar cat did not. But I was like, see, you can't make s'mores in your own backyard without getting eaten up by a bobcat. 
Where was this? Um, somewhere between where I live and out in Wiley. So, closer than I am comfortable with. Yeah, same. I mean, I know that we get, um, bobcats out here in Plano. That's why Kitty always wears a leash when she goes in the backyard. Not that they'll do a lot of good if a giant hawk or something, like, grabs her and flies away, but I can try. Nature. Don't go outside. <laughs> Stay inside, where it's... So, sort of safe, although I was listening to my favorite murder and they were talking about sinkholes and apparently there was a, a story they were reading, it was like an email, and so it was like, yeah, he was, this guy was in his house, they had just gotten married, and he heard this weird noise in the kitchen and he went into his kitchen and fell into a sinkhole that was like 10 or 20 feet deep and he died because he got buried under debris. I think it was that was that in the mining town or is that the one from Florida? Uh, I know Florida's got a lot of sinkholes. I can't remember if it was Florida or the mining town, but either way, I was just like, Ugh, I don't know, no, no. <laughs> you think you're safe? You're never safe. You're not safe anywhere. No, although I don't think we get a lot of sinkholes in Texas. No, but we've got bubcats. Doesn't change the fact that basically I just you can't be safe anywhere. So I'm Bubsy cats. Just gonna pretend I'm safe. Anyways. Let's get this party started. I'm really tired, just like at a real sleepover. Well, I'm gonna, I'm going to drink my fake energy drink. I'm not actually drinking one, but at our fake sleepover, I'm imagining I have one. This is like in Little Princess where they're upstairs and they're talking about like their, their food that they have. Mm-hmm. I want, I want like five mucho mango monsters. I want, like, a, a hat with one on each side and just straws going into my mouth. Like, 40 straws. 20 for each monster. I've got a giant Shirley Temple with, like, six maraschino cherries in it. Uh, I've got a... Wh- what are those Auntie Anne's, like... Soft pretzels? Yeah, soft pretzel, but the <laughs> almond one. Not the... The one that's got, like, the almond brittle kind of stuff on it. Not the cinnamon sugar. It's too messy. I don't want to get that in my bed. Got one of those, and... Mm. You got any dipping sauces for, for your pretzel? Nah, I just eat it dry. It's good. It's, like, a little bit sweet, but not super sweet. It's very good. And it's crunchy. like it. Mm. Well, if you need, like, a, a mucho mango glaze or anything for your for your pretzel, I'm your gal. I appreciate that. Also, I've popped some popcorn. I've got, I'm just, you know, having a great time. I've brought floss, so when you get a popcorn kernel stuck in your gum. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Ah, you're welcome. You've thought of everything. Always, always, I've thought of everything. It's true. Mucho mangoes, floss, What? what's missing? Nothing. I, I really like the first one, so I... I would like to read it. That's fine. I want to read the last one, if that's okay. You're, you are my guest. Am I your guest? Whose house are we at? We're in a haunted house. This is nobody's house. I was going to say, we're well, if we're, if we're going by historically, it would probably be my house. Because I feel like most of the time, sleepovers were at my house. Yeah. Well, I had to share a room with my sister, so it wasn't as much fun having my, having my dorky little sister... Oh, Jordan's out. gonna 
Tora's gonna get so mad. Don't you say? Yeah, that she's gonna come. She's gonna come up to Dallas and she's gonna leg wrestle me to the ground. You're my, gonna die. My, my fate is sealed. That's all right. I loved. I led a good life. I had a good life. I led a good life. Here lies Taylor, killed by Jordan's legs. I know. We'll miss very her. Strong. They are very strong. Read this story. I'm tucked in, drinking my Shirley Temple. Mm. Okay, just don't slurp in the middle of my story. I'll try not to. I'm eating a cherry. Um, this one, uh, this one is from the survivalistboards.com, which I'm guessing is a website for survivalists. But will you survive this scary story? It's called The Thing. <clears throat> I'm scared. Oh, it's get, it gets scarier <laughs> than the title. Uh, when I was younger, I used to visit family with my grandmother in Knoxville, Tennessee. She had nine brothers and sisters that lived up there. And they all had children. My cousins. That's how a family work. (laughs) (laughs) Congrats. Um, (laughs) You understand the dynamics of how a family is. Like, hmm. Just rub it into my face. I don't really have any, I don't have any blood related cousins. And here they are with all their children cousins. (sighs) Everyone lived in one really large house. Uh, The house had a huge backyard, about three football fields long. That's 300 yards. And past the yard on all sides was nothing but mountains and woods. On one visit, I was out in the woods, although I wasn't supposed to be. Adults would always yell. What a rebel. Uh, When I saw what I guess to be a half-body apparition, I never found an explanation for it. And this part freaked me out because they're like a half-body apparition. I'm like, okay, I'm thinking like Casper or something like that where it's got like, you know, like the upper body and then like the little ghost squiggle at the bottom. You know how that goes? Uh No, no. I can only describe it as a half-person. The torso was missing. It was black. Or it was just black, but almost see-through black, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. It wasn't in a straight form. It was almost like moving gas, but it was definitely the lower portion of a very tall person. It just materialized suddenly, although the movement moment before I saw it, I heard a noise that I can't describe. It sounded like a really heavy person, about 300, 400 pounds, to make that noise, stepped on a really heavy or thick branch and cracked it. I booked it up to the house as fast as I could. My oldest cousin stopped me and I explained as much as I could at the time. He had also seen something similar a few summers before that. So this is just like a pair of like black translucent legs, just some big leggies, just walking at you in the forest. No head, no body, no arms, just leggies. And for some reason that freaks me out way more than like a spooky face or whatever. It's just, just legs. Why? Why you done this, ghost? Time to move away. Burn the house. Burn the forest. Bye. Uh, I just, I mean, I guess could it, I guess maybe it couldn't hurt you unless it, like, spin kicks you. But, I don't know. Like, it just, I can see it in my brain and I hate it. Uh-uh. I hate it so much. Uh-uh. End scene. <sighs> so, we've moved on to the Reddit portion, of, which is where we find yeah. the best stories, honestly. Because it's just like... I know. (laughs) It feels kind of cheap sometimes. Like, I wish that there was a better place. But even, like, the stuff that I would find on, like, Ranker or other websites like that, 
they would always just be like, uh, full disclosure, I pulled all this from Reddit. Yep. It's, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I think a lot of it is because they're, it's like the average person telling a story and mm-hmm. that's sort of like more relatable than a lot of the ones that we've heard and kind of feel regurgitated or fake, if that makes sense. Even though some of these are probably fake, but whatever, who cares? Yeah, but even then, like, if they're kind of pulling from some sort of, like, personal experience, they tend to be a little bit more, not slice of life, but there'll be, like, specific details about it that make you kind of think, this could be real. Like, this doesn't sound like any other ghost story or creature story that I've heard before. Like, that half body. Just, just the leggies. Terrifying. Mm -mm -mm. So... So, Are you ready? Dive into the Reddit stuff. Yeah, I'm ready. I just I put a new canister of of monster mucho mango into into my helmet. Good, good. I'm not consuming any solid foods. I'm just drinking monster. That's gonna feel real weird coming out. Okay. <clears throat> I'm a ranger at Yellowstone. A couple of weeks ago Ooh. I was exploring the Lamar Valley. I know, right? That's my new occupation. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite a commute surprise <laughs> for not being outdoorsy at all i'm now a yellowstone ranger um <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago i was exploring the lamar valley about 11 miles from the nearest road and even further to the park boundary there in the middle of the trail is a perfectly severed deer head no blood no raggedness at the severance perfectly intact this is weird because i have seen wolf and bear kills and I used to find cougar kills in South Dakota with radio tracking just after the cougar made them. This was not any of those things. The head was completely uneaten. Eyes, tongues, everything intact. Mmm, that's the best part. So you know that they weren't after it for food. Ugh. <laughs> Even the ravens hadn't touched it yet. No caching. No, no caching? Caching. Okay. No caching, no scat. Right smack in the trail, but again, no blood. Even a human doing it made no conventional sense. It was a doe, so it had no antlers. Plus, why leave it in the trail? Whole thing, even in broad daylight, gave me chills. Just an ocean of waving grass, bison calmly grazing, and a perfectly clean deer head right on the path. That would be real weird. Well, I like that this sweet human was like, even a human doing it made no conventional sense. Like, you know, it's got no antlers. And I'm like... Obviously, someone who just wants to freak people out. Someone who has some some troubles. Has some, some problems. It's that guy from <laughs> Hannibal. Which one? <laughs> All of them. The whole cast. Oh. oh, Hannibal. What a good show. Oh, right. This one I liked because it wasn't really supernatural, but this is the sort of thing that I imagine would, you know... Would keep you out of the woods. It keep me out of the woods too, but it doesn't take much to keep me out of the woods. <laughs> well, here, let me let me tell you the story, and then you tell me how much on a scale of like one to ten, how much you want to be in the woods. Okay. <laughs> if you want to update it as I'm reading it, I mean, we're at a solid three right now. <laughs> I don't... no, you're ten. You're in the woods right now. How fast do you get out of the woods as the story progresses? Okay, it's ten. I want to leave, or is one I want to leave? I didn't think this scale through. I know. <laughs> I was thinking the scale of, like, of you physically being in the woods and not so much your desire to leave. Oh. Okay, one one being your desire to leave 
being low. Okay. And ten, ten will be when you you will you will never be in a forest ever again. Okay, we're we're at a solid seven then. No, you gotta start low. Oh my god. Okay, the lowest <laughs> I think I could possibly be is like a three. Okay. Okay, I'll take a three. <laughs> All right. Four. <laughs> the scariest experience I had as a backcountry park ranger in Washington State was being stalked by a cougar for a day and a half. Seven. <laughs> I was hiking up an unpopular trail up to an old shelter and had that creepy being watched feeling. Ten. I'm I had- <laughs> gone. <laughs> Don't want to be in the forest anymore. Don't you want to know what it is, though? No. <laughs> I'm out. All right. Uh, I had seen fairly fresh cougar scratches and scats along the trail, but that's pretty common up here, so I wasn't worried at all. That night, I camped at the shelter, which was which only had three walls and a roof. Hmm. What about that fourth wall? <laughs> Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> it just doesn't exist. Okay. okay. Um, I felt uneasy all night and hardly slept. At one point, chiding myself... <laughs> For being paranoid, I arranged my emergency foil tarp around my sleeping bag so at least I could hopefully hear something if it approached me as I slept. The next day, I found fresh, F-R-E-S-H, scat, and scratches on the trail I had hiked in on. About a mile past the shelter, I found a mostly eaten deer in some dense brush off the trail. Cougars often keep kill stashes throughout their territory for later snacking. Mmm. Now, a cougar won't usually tangle with a human, but here I am, a five-foot-tall, hundred-pound sack of flesh and bones. That's their tender profile. (laughs) Five-foot-tall, hundred-pound sack of flesh and bones. (laughs) At least 13 miles out from any other humans. I decided to cut short my three-day trip and hot-footed it out of there. The last two hours of hiking through dusk in a dense forest was the most hair-raising hike I've ever had. I didn't know I was capable of being that hyper-vigilant. So, Mm-mm. just a regular old kitty cat. He's just... just wants. He just wants a taste. Just wants a bite. Give me some of that tasty little leg, little girl. <laughs> no, go get that ghost leg. Yeah, take the ghost leg, cougar. <laughs> like, have you ever tried ghost leg? It's disgusting. Uh, nope. No, no, no. All right, next story. We're doing a group trip in the woods literally 40 minutes from any town. We asked our group leader if we could go back to our cabin as night rolls around. He says, sure, and we begin to walk. We have to walk through a path that's 10 minutes long in the middle of a thick forest. When we were halfway to our cabin, I got an uneasy feeling. I turned around, and literally ten feet behind us was this random guy in a yellow poncho following us. I told mm. my friends... Oh, we all fisherman. Turned... Yeah, for real. Is it Gordon? <laughs> <laughs> Gordon the fisherman? <laughs> I told my friends. We all turned around, and none of us recognized him. The guy in the poncho just smiled at us for a second, <clears throat> and then ran off the path into the woods. He's just being friendly, so catch me if you can. <laughs> Not it. <laughs> You're it. <laughs> and then he just runs away. He's young at heart. He's spry. <laughs> so my friends and I sprinted to the cabin where the rest of the group was already there. 
we told the group leader about it, so he calls the other leaders and they started looking around. We didn't find anything, but a new rule was put in place that required someone to be with a leader at all times when you're outside of your cabin. Creepy. Mm-hmm. By the way, for those who don't know what scat is, it's like wild animal, animal droppings. feces. Yeah, it's it's droppings. Yeah, it's not like scat, sc- scoobity dip dap. No, like is scat is it Scatman Jones? Is that the guy who sings the? I'm a scat man. If Ryan were here, I feel like he could tell us. But <laughs> I'm surprised he's not. he's not eavesdropping. Well, he wouldn't be able to hear you. If he heard wow. you, he would definitely have come in and been like, it's blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what scat. That's what scat is to me. That's what scat means to me. <laughs> that's what scat means to me. And that's the end of my my term paper. Uh. Uh, um, this next one is actually, it's from Reddit again, but they're all f- supposed to be from like the same search and rescue officer. Um, so if we want to split these up into okay. like the three different paragraphs or whatever, but I just put them together since they, they're supposed to be all from the same dude. Or yeah, lady. This is, the, this is like one of my favorite Reddit threads. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Sorry if, if anyone has heard these before, but they're very good and you'll be excited to hear them again. That's right, you will. <laughs> All right. Uh, I will take the first one. I am a search and rescue officer for the U.S. Forest Service. Congrats. <laughs> and I have some stories to tell. Hot dog. Tui. Hot Tui. I'm tipping my hat. Mm. Um, I was teamed up with another SAR officer because we'd received reports of bears in the area. We were looking for a guy who hadn't come home from a climbing trip when he was supposed to, and we ended up having to do some serious climbing to get where we figured he would be. We found him trapped in a small crevice with a broken leg. Is that crevice or crevasse? In a small crevasse with crevasse. a broken leg. He was in a small crevasse with crevasse. a broken leg. <laughs> It sounds more fun. It's probably wrong, but what the hell? Um, it was not pleasant. He'd been there for almost two days, and his leg was very obviously infected. We were able to get him into a chopper, and I heard from one of the EMTs that the guy was absolutely inconsolable. He kept talking about how he'd been doing fine, and we'd gotten to the top. Um, I'm guessing, like, the top of, of the, like, the place where they found him because they said he found him in a crevasse i'm assuming he like climbed up the side of like a mountain or hill or something he's probably on a cliff um, da, 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 da. when he got to the top a man had been there he said that the guy had no climbing equipment and he was wearing a parka and ski pants he walked up to the guy and when the guy turned around he said he had no face Ugh. it was just blank i know he freaked out and ended up trying to get off the mountain too fast, which is why he'd fallen. He said he could hear the guy all night, climbing down the mountain and letting out these horrible, muffled screams. That story bothered the hell out of me. I'm glad I wasn't there to hear it. But you're hearing it now. <sighs> Just the idea uh. of, like, hearing, like, being trapped in a little cave with your leg broken and hearing something coming down the mountain screaming is just terrifying. Well, just no face. It's one of those things where, like, it would have been creepy. Like, that poncho guy. He's scary. But what if instead of smiling creepy, he just had no face? I don't know. Both both upset me. We don't know how he's feeling. Well, one, we know he just wants to play. He just wants to have fun. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> he wants to rediscover that youthful energy. 
This guy, I don't know. It's like when someone has weak eyebrows. I don't know how they're feeling. Or if they've got, like, the really big sunglasses that, like, cover the tops of their eyebrows. What are their feelings? What are their emotions? Nobody knows. I can't be eyebrow blind. I need something to to lead in on. That's fair. Next story. One of the Here, wait one second. I want to go check the fridge. I have a special surprise in there. Okay. Oh boy, it's ready. Can you guess what it is? Egg salad? Hell no. It's a special mucho mango monster gelatin mold I've made <laughs> just for the two of us. <laughs> oh, cut me a slice of that. Hot dog. Uh, I'm trying to think of something really tasty that could be in it, like Cheerios or something. Ugh. What do, what do they put in like old gelatins that were that shouldn't be there? I swear to God, they put like ham in it. It's so gross. Oh, that's too much. <laughs> too far. It's too far. Cubed ham, just in a gelatin. <laughs> Mucho mango gelatin. God, why? Why? The 50s were a dark time for so many reasons. But God, the disgusting, like, dessert salads. Ugh, ambrosia salad. Nasty. Nasty. Okay, well, now that I've got this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat a big spoonful mm, while, while you read to me this, de- this delicious, scary story. Don't even worry. Okay. Mm. So this is from the same person. One of the scariest things I've ever had happen to me involved the search for a young woman who'd gotten separated from her hiking group. We were out until late at night because the dogs had picked up her scent. When we found her, she was curled up under a large rotted log. She was missing her shoes and pack, and she was clearly in shock. She didn't have any injuries, and we were able to get her to walk with us back to base ops. Along the way, she kept looking behind us and asking why that big man with black eyes was following us. We couldn't see anyone, so we just wrote it off as some weird symptom of shock. But the closer we got to base, the more agitated this woman got. She kept asking me to tell him to stop making faces at her. At one point, she stopped and turned around and started yelling into the forest, saying that she wanted him to leave her alone. She wasn't going to go with him, she said, and she wouldn't give us to him. We Mm. finally got her to keep moving, but we started hearing these weird noises coming from all around us. It was almost like coughing, but more rhythmic and deeper. It was almost Mm. insect-like. I don't really know how else to describe it. When we were within sight of base ops, the woman turns to me, and her eyes are about as wide as I can imagine a human could open them. She touches my shoulder and says, He says to tell you to speed up. He doesn't like looking at the scar on your neck. I have a very small scar on the base of my neck, but it's mostly hidden under my collar, and I have no idea how this woman saw it. Right after she said She it, saw it with her giant eyes. <laughs> her giant battle angel Alita eyes. <laughs> right after she says it, I hear that weird coughing right in my ear, and I just about jumped out of my skin. I hustled, I hustled her to ops, uh, trying not to show how freaked out I was, but I have to say I was really happy when we left the area for that night. Mm-mm-mm. creepy all mm. these stories kind of remind me of um the girl who loved tom gordon which i know you haven't read but Cass read it yeah i have you have read it mm-hmm. i read it back in high school when you recommended it to me. that's what i was talking about earlier with the when i get eaten by a scary like demon forest crow man oh yeah <laughs> he was filled with wasps oh great mm-hmm. i'll love every minute of it it was super fun yep Ugh. 
Yep. All these stories always remind me of that, and I think that's why I really liked that Reddit thing. So it's like, oh, it's right up my alley. Just terrifying forest spirits that do weird shit and are scary. But just think, if you actually went camping, you could experience them firsthand. Uh, nope. There's a reason I don't like <laughs> I don't like the outdoors, and I'm sticking to it. And I think I've got the right idea. No. I'll send you a postcard. Okay, you do that. <laughs> when I'm dead. <clears throat> okay, and this one I think is interesting, but I think this one is bunk. Which is, this is the only one that kind of makes me start to doubt the other ones. Because I have looked for these, like, other people talking about them, and I couldn't find anything. Okay. This is the last one I'll tell, and it's probably the weirdest story I have. Is it? Now I don't know if this is true in every SAR unit, which is search and rescue unit, but in mine, it's sort of an unspoken, regular thing we run into. You can try asking about it with other SAR officers, but even if they know what you're talking about, they probably won't say anything about it, because it's fake. That's not in there. <laughs> it's really spooky, though. <laughs> it is. Like, it's, it's a great story, but I just, I can't, I don't know. I'm sure it's not real. Um, we've been told not to talk about it by our superiors. Why? And at this point, we've all gotten so used to it that it doesn't even seem weird anymore. Okay. On just about every case where we're really far into the wilderness, I'm talking 30 or 40 miles, at some point we'll find a staircase in the middle of the woods. It's almost like if you took the stairs in your house, cut them out, and put them in the forest. I asked about it the first time I saw some, and the other officer just told me not to worry about it, that it was normal. Everyone I asked said the same thing. I want to go check them out, but I was told very emphatically that I should never go near any of them. I sort of just ignore them now when I run into them because it happens so frequently. And I know there's like one fairly popular image that pops up in the image search for this one, but it's like the only one I usually ever see. And it's just like a pair of like wooden, or a pair? Is it a pair of stairs? A set of stairs? A staircase? Is that what it's called? Yeah, just a, a, a wooden staircase in some woods. And I mean, it's kind of an unnerving photo, but... I just couldn't find anyone else to corroborate because even if like park rangers and stuff like that go into the forest and spend more time there than your average Joe, almost said average bear, but bears do spend a lot of time in the forest. It's true. Um, <laughs> but I couldn't find anything to really corroborate it. Even if they're not supposed to talk about it, I figured regular people would take photos of them given that this like Reddit thread is kind of popular, but... I've seen some people say that, like, you can find, like, not impressive, totally standalone, but that a lot of times, like, if there was an old house or a cottage or something in the woods that had stairs and it maybe burned down or or just became dilapidated over time, that the stairs could be, like, all that's left. So it's not necessarily, like, a paranormal thing, but even then, when I found photos, it looked like it obviously was attached to, like, an old shitty house. In the woods. Yeah, and then I also read, apparently, um, there's an image of kind of like these concrete-looking stairs that people mm -hmm. will circulate when they talk about it, and apparently that's a sculpture in, I think, Germany or something, so it's, oh. it's like, there on purpose. It's not, you know, a mysterious okay. pair of stairs. Or not pair of stairs, staircase. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I was like, is it pair of stairs? Set of stairs. Set of stairs. Who knows? Like the individual, the individual stairs, because there's more than two. Stair, pair. Pair, stair. Two very big stairs. Just two. Two big steps. Two steps. 
One, two. But that one, like, it's definitely creepy if you think about it. If you just ran into some and people are just like, what stairs? Wait, 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 wait. No, wink. I would hate that. <laughs> but. Nope. But I couldn't, I couldn't find anything. Ugh. Okay, so this is from user OG Dinosaur on Reddit. I'm not a camper or ranger, but an archaeologist. A few years back, we were doing a massive survey in the middle of nowhere in the interior of British Columbia? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. All the crew had gone home, and it was just my boss and myself left for a few days to follow up and confirm some coordinates and finish some mapping. We head out from the motel an hour or so into the bush, middle of nowhere along deactivated uh, logging roads. Closest town is miles and miles away. We hike out to this one area we had found a site a few weeks previously. For some reason, the whole area just felt off. So we get down to business, and about 15 minutes after being hunched over mapping, there's this weird, deafening womp sound. Like, I could feel pressure in my ears. I immediately looked at my boss about 20 feet away, and he is white as a ghost, staring back at me. Standing, it fucking happens again. Womp. Ear pressure and chest pressure like I was just squeezed. Chills all over my body, and every hair is standing on end. My boss just looks at me and says, let's go. We grab all of our shit and speed hike back to the truck. We never discussed it. No clue what it was, but I have never been so freaked out in my life. Ten years later, I still get the chills edit there have been a lot of theories and sounds but nothing like it the best i can describe you know when a large bird or an eagle takes flight that initial whoosh womp sound of the wings pumping in the air kind of like that but you could feel it and it was loud and then this one was someone was responding to it and i just included it because i went and actually looked up the sound that they think it might be and it kind of sounds like what she's describing but I don't know. I'll let you read it, but okay. it was really interesting. Um, and this is user M-O-N-T-R-R, Monter. Um, they said, I grew up in the central interior of British Columbia. I hate to say it, but it sounds like it might have been a grouse. Those dumb road chickens. They can do some weird <laughs> shit with their wings against their chest that makes it a womp sound. Feels like a sound. It feels like a helicopter is in your chest. Base that you've never felt before. It'll go right through your body. And they are so dumb, you can kill them with a stick. Cool. <laughs> but when that one, it was frustrating because, like, I went and, of course, I, I went and looked up grouse. And they do this thing called drumming where they stand up on a log and they kind of, they do, they just, like, beat their wings forward. And they do it in, like, an increasing tempo. So it does, like, from the sound, it sounds like like a helicopter or something taking off. But because I'm watching it on YouTube, I can't experience it. But in some of the comments, more people were like, yeah, I saw, you know, one of these did this in the forest, like next to my house. And my mom thought she was having a heart attack because she could feel like the pressure in her chest. But it just seems so strange because it's, it's such a small little thing. <laughs> Are you watching it? Yeah. But see, like, you see it, and you're like, okay, the sound could be it, but I just can't imagine it being that loud. But I guess without being there, you're not going to feel the the thing. But I like that one just because it was kind of has an explanation, but it's still, like, it's just, it's weird. I might try and grab, a like, a clip of it or something to play when I'm, when I'm editing. That's a good idea.
Yeah, it's, I mean, I imagine if it was just, I don't, that's very strange, though. It seems too small, right? Like, just seeing yeah. it. But there were so many people on this thread that were like, yep, it's a stupid grouse. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dumb road chicken. Similar thing with this next one. These were, these were, uh, this was my animal noises suite. I added an animal noises one right after, so it's all good. Oh, boy. I just burped. Okay. This one's from Alex Drops. And I think, yeah, I think these are from Reddit, but I got them from the website thelineup.com. Camping stories. But they probably are just all from Reddit. I once went camping up in the Allegheny... Allegheny? I'll say Allegheny. Allegheny National Forest. Me and some buddies were all sitting around a fire bullshitting. Whoa, cool, <laughs> man. <laughs> As it got a bit later, we kept hearing noise, or we kept hearing things landing on the ground all around us. There were rocks being thrown at our tents and towards the fire. Nothing too absurd. Could have been some hooligans at a nearby campsite. Hooligans. Youths. See. Uh, But looking around the area, we saw nothing. Anyway, eventually it stopped and we went to our tents. A few hours later, we heard this ear-piercing noise that sounded like a woman screaming while running through our campsite, but much raspier. It was a pretty unsettling experience, needless to say, but nothing more came of it. And then Sad Jackal, who has all the answers, came in and said, That was a mountain lion, my dude. And (laughs) I looked it up, and this one, like, it was short and there wasn't a lot of meat to it, but I mainly included it just so that way I can grab... A clip of a mountain lion like screaming because someone linked to it in the comments and like the people below it were like okay i knew it was going to be a mountain lion but you should put some kind of warning because this is fucking scary because <laughs> it really does it's just <laughs> what if that's what meryl sounded like when she's like hungry <laughs> But it does, like, it sounds kind of like a woman, but like they said, like, raspy. Like she'd been screaming all night. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that really explains the whole, like, rocks being thrown at them, but I don't know if I would necessarily feel better if someone was like, no, that was just a a mountain lion. It wasn't a a lady screaming. Oh, great. Cool. Super. (laughs) Be like, I kind of think I would have preferred it to just be a lady screaming. My soul just left my body. It's fine. (laughs) Ugh. Ugh. Mm-mm. Although that reminds me of Princess Mononoke when the um when I heard the when you read the part about the rocks being thrown, it made me think of the uh spooky apes. They creep me out. Let us eat. Let it. us kill him. We'll consume his power. Oh, just in the first scene that you see them, it's like they just kind of look like mud people. They don't even really look like apes. Yeah, and their eyes are like red or glowy or I don't know. They're creepy. Do you want to read the next one? Because I want to read the last one. Yeah, I was actually going to suggest that because I was like, it's not super long. And that way you can read the, 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 what is it called? Piece de resistance. What is that? It's pretty good. The, the, the frosting on my, on my mucho mango cake. You mean your jello cake? Sure. I made you a mucho mango uh, jello poke cake. Oh, that's pretty good. That sounds tasty. It is made of mucho mango that. monster, though. Uh, you know. You know if it's mean, made of I'll monster? Get... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I'm alright with that. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Alright. What is the son of a... Son of a... Son of... Blee blob? 
a blee blob. Son of a booby bob. Beep beep pop pop. Um, this is another Perfect. one from Reddit. Big surprise. Um, actually, I haven't. I read through this one very, uh, very quickly, so this one might be a surprise even to me. Uh, camping with my family slash friends up in the mountains. Do you think that means that they consider their family their friends or their family and friends? Um, maybe a little both. Sharing a tent with my brother. Call him Luke. And another friend. Call him Evan. Are these their real names? No. I don't <laughs> think so. I don't know why they... I'm always like, why are you changing their name? Like... You could have just said my brother and my friend. Yeah, for real. <laughs> okay. Uh, so fake Luke and fake Evan and I weren't tired when everyone else retreated to their tents for the night like cowards. <laughs> the fire was... <laughs> It doesn't say that. But the fire was dimming out and we were bored. Okay, we get it. You're too cool for school. So we went inside our tent to watch Adventure Time on my laptop till it died. Are they too cool for school? Yes. <laughs> Maybe. They think they're too cool I like for school, Adventure even time. if they're not. Um, we all passed out after a few episodes and I woke up sometime during the night in an episode of sleep paralysis. Oh, that sucks. I have weird sleep habits and experience sleep paralysis every few months or so. For those who haven't had it, basically you're awake, but you cannot move and sometimes experience auditory and visual hallucinations. I was aware of this, so I didn't have a full-on heart attack when I started hearing shuffling noises outside my tent, which continued and got louder and closer until the fabric of the tent itself was being touched by something. Ooh. My computer hadn't yet died, so I could see my surroundings in the dim light of the screen. I watched the fabric compress as something pushed against it sporadically about four feet off the ground and then moved around the tent towards me. Um, I watched three distinct impressions follow this creature in parentheses around the side of the tent. It looked like a claw. I was terrified and filled with adrenaline, but another part of me remained calm, assuring my body it was all a dream. I couldn't do anything anyway, so my fear was pointless. I mean, isn't that how it always is? Yep. <laughs> but as I continued to observe it, my sleep paralysis began to fade, and I realized I could move. No longer so convinced I was dreaming, I reached over and shoved Luke awake. I tried to get him to look and see if there was really something there, but I must have sounded like I was sleep-talking, because he just rolled over and went back to sleep, waving me off. Eventually the wrestling stopped, and I was tired and groggy enough that I quickly fell back to sleep. Um, in the morning, I'd completely forgotten about it, that is, until my brother-in-law, who was in the other tent, we'll call him Dean... <laughs> LOL. Why? Uh, Why do we need this? I don't this? know. You know, he just wants to paint a, a word picture. I guess. So when I think of a dean, I see like a specific type of person. This man has a leather jacket on. He's got like a pompadour. It's James Dean. <laughs> <laughs> That's who it is. Okay. We'll call him James Dean. Said to us, it's a good thing we put the dog in the car last night. There was a bear here while we were sleeping. James Dean pointed out the tree where we'd strung up our trash so animals wouldn't get into it, and the fresh, gaping claw marks about nine feet up the trunk. It hit me like a truck. I had seen the bear and calmly watched it test the fabric of my tent twelve inches from my face. That's a foot. That's a foot from his face. Or her, I guess. We don't know. We don't know. And we'll never know, because they didn't give themselves a fake name. We just know about Luke, Dean, and Evan. <laughs> Who were never uh, mentioned again, so I don't know why we needed to name them. Coco, no. No, boo-boo. You're fine. She's, she's trying to crawl on top of the... 
you're okay. You were sleeping. Why don't you go back to sleep? She's like, no, I need to shake. Because it's raining. You're telling these scary mm-hmm. stories. Okay, so this is my favorite one that I found. Oh, boy. Um, It's by Pandora's Bottle. Ooh, I like that. That sounds like a good, like, perfume. I agree. That you would buy at Marshall's. Probably. It would be like fourteen ninety nine. <laughs> An old guiding buddy of mine told me this story, and while I wasn't there myself, this happy-go-lucky hyper fellow got real pale and quiet while telling it. He would only tell it to me in the daytime after weeks of badgering, and it was the only time I saw him scared in all the months we spent leading groups around Appalachia. Um, I've been meaning to write this one down for a long while, so I'm going to tell it as close and as well as I can. He calls it the gizmo story. Oh, like, uh, like, like gremlins? Mm, kinda. Edited to remove names. I'm going to call my buddy Mark. Uh, Mark went camping in a state forest in Virginia with a group of his college friends. They were a small group of four from the outdoor rec department, experienced kids with all the necessary gear and familiar terrain. Being college kids, however... They rolled into the campsite fairly late and decided to just car camp, camping near the car, no hike to a separate location. It was early evening, but still before the sun had set at least. As they were unloading their car and setting up camp, two mangy fellas came out of the woods and approached them. These guys Mm -mm. looked like they'd been living out there for quite some time, not that there's anything wrong with that, and acted very odd. They wouldn't look you this in the This is the eye. beginning of cabin fever. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, <laughs> they wouldn't look you in the eye and seemed real twitchy, just kind of hanging like they wanted something, like coyotes. Um, my buddy Mark, he got the, the itchy feeling right away. The guys introduced themselves. Now, nobody I've spoken to can remember the first man's name. It was something unremarkable like Bill or Rick. But the second guy, he said his name was Gizmo. Funny name, hard to forget. So Gizmo and his friends started asking questions. Questions like, y'all fixing to stay the night? How much food you got? When are you kids supposed to head home? Y'all got phones on you? Any more are you planning on showing up? Well, Mark didn't like Mm -mm. that one bit. (laughs) So Mm -mm. he started telling tales. Yeah, there's going to be eight or ten more of us showing up tonight. Our parents expect us home first thing in the morning. Um, they're super paranoid, so we gotta get home on time or they'll call the cops. Parents, am I right? Ha ha ha. (laughs) That sort of thing. So, Gizmo and company poked around camp a bit more, then wished the group good luck and disappeared back into the woods. Uh, Mark and his friends joked nervously about Gizmo and his friend, but they weren't worried enough to actually leave. They built a fire and cooked dinner, then cleaned and hung up the bear bag. They spent the rest of the evening hanging out around the fire, chatting and drinking. One of them had a harmonica, I think. By midnight, they had all turned in. They had brought two tents, a girl's and a boy's. Well, Mark didn't... Except they're separate. Um, (laughs) Mark didn't feel right sleeping in the tent. He felt like somebody needed to keep watch, so he laid down by the... I'm going to sleep in the tree next to the bear bag. Don't worry, I'm going to eat all the snacks. I'm going to eat all the snacks. (laughs) Y'all don't need to worry about a bear. You just need to worry about me. If it was my Mark, yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> he's a he's a night eater. Yes. Smear that peanut butter all over the bed. It's fine. <laughs> you just wake up and he'll be like in front of the fire, looking like that baby covered in peanut butter. <laughs> Did you know he hates that video? Uh, is it because he it, sees too much of himself in it? I don't. I don't think that's it. He said it just it really unnerves him. He's like, it's disgusting. Oh. <laughs> And I just turned to him and I was like, uh. <laughs> he, uh. he didn't love it. 
Does it feel good? Uh. Uh. <laughs> Peanut butter baby. Uh, sometime later, Mark found himself awake. The fire was dying when he opened his eyes, and he couldn't see much beyond the campsite, except for one bright, burning spot. There was light out in the woods. It bobbed along at chest height, occasionally disappearing behind the trees, sometimes pausing. Whoever it was was at a good distance, maybe a hundred yards out. When he told me the story, the distance was between here and that tree, so I can't be certain. He followed it for a while until it went out. He stared at the darkness for a long while until eventually he fell asleep once more. Uh, suddenly, Mark woke up again, this time in a panic. The fire was down to embers, barely glowing. He opened his eyes to see that the strange light in the forest was back and it was much closer now. He could see now that it was from a lantern. He watched as the lantern carved a smooth perimeter around the campsite, occasionally going out, always reappearing a short distance away. Mark pretended to roll onto his back in his sleep so he could watch. It circled the campsite twice, getting closer each time. The strange thing is there were no sticks breaking, no leaves crunching. Somebody traipsing around in the dark woods that close should have made a lot more noise. Whoever, was, whoever it was was trying to be really quiet. Mark lay there, tense and unmoving, and by the time it began its third rotation at the campsite, the lantern was so close that Mark could see a face illuminated in it. It looked like one of the fellows from earlier. He couldn't remember which one. His eyes were bugged out, scanning the campsite like a predator, and he was sweating. Then the lantern went out. Mm. At this point, Mark woke up. He got up and started making lots of noise, stroking the fire, packing his gear. His watch read that it was 4.30 or so, and the sun wasn't up yet. He considered all that had happened and made the tough call to wake up his buddies and bug out. Nobody argued when they saw his face. Like I said, this guy is happy-go-lucky, a human golden retriever, and an experienced woodsman to boot. You'd believe him, too. The sun was barely starting to come up by the time they got in the car, and as they were driving out, they passed something they hadn't noticed on the way in. There was an old RV parked out in the woods, camouflaged with a mixture of earth-colored tarps and actual greenery. It was surrounded by a chain-link fence, which was also draped with camo tarps and leafy bows. The whole thing looked like a long-term hunting campsite. Mark and his friends were hunting actually... Hunting what? Yeah. <laughs> hunting what? Uh, Mark and his friends were actually relieved. Gizmo and his friend must have been poachers, and that would explain their creepy stalking behavior. They had been trying to scare the kids away from their hunting site, Scooby-Doo style. Still cautious, <laughs> they hightailed it out of there and counted their lucky stars that they weren't deer. That should have been the end of the story. This next part I don't understand. I don't know why Mark or his friends didn't tell anybody about Gizmo for a few weeks. I would have thought for sure he'd report poachers ASAP. He's very type A, and it's not typical for him to procrastinate or let a rule go unenforced. I don't know what his excuse was, but Gizmo and his pal were forgotten. Then one day, Mark mentions the incident to a law enforcement officer from the DNR that came and lectured at one of his classes. She asks casual questions at first just being polite, but then stiffens at the mention of the name Gizmo. By any chance, do you remember the other guy's name, she asked? No, it was something normal, I don't remember. God, they always say that, she replied. Turns out that a part of this woman's job was investigating the murders that occur in a Virginia in Virginia state forests. Uh, most are body dumps for crimes that occurred elsewhere, but over the last decade, a series of unsolved cases stretching all the way into West Virginia had targeted what appeared to be random, unrelated campers. 
but when they interviewed other camping others camping in the area around the time of the murder they all mentioned the name same uncanny detail they had all been approached by an individual named gizmo and another man whose name nobody can ever seem to remember Mm. Mm -mm. don't go in the woods (laughs) stay out of the forest Uh, they made it out okay yeah, thank God Mark was vigilant, because otherwise I think they would have gotten murdered. Ugh, I was surprised since they, you know, told him, but like, hey, there's gonna be a bunch of us. I guess maybe he was coming back just to see, because he was like, I'm I'm just itching to do a murder. I'm itching to kill some, kill some little college babies. I, I gotta murder real bad. I'm gonna bust. I gotta do some murder. I gotta do some murder. Ugh, what a creep. Ugh, hmm. Time to go to bed. Yeah, maybe. Hope you aren't listening to this while you're camping. <laughs> you know, just listen to our, our nice relaxing voices as you fall asleep in your tent. Is that a bear outside? I don't know. I'm not there. Or just sleep under the stars. Good luck, baby. In front of a campfire. The little peanut butter babies. <laughs> Let your peanut butter freak flag fly. <laughs> but probably not in the forest because you will get eaten by a bear. They love peanut butter. They do. Do they? <laughs> they do. I don't know. <laughs> I don't actually know that for sure. I just assumed they probably would. Unless they've got a peanut allergy. Mm, That's a tragedy. Peanuts are good. They are good, but, you know, people get get by without them. That's that's our stories. And now it's time for us to go to bed. It's way past our bedtime. Too bad I'm sweating and I'm having heart palpitations from the 20 monsters I drank. (laughs) She might die in her sleep. I'm not sure. I think we need to go to the hospital. <laughs> I'll tell my mom to, to start the car. Yeah, so get, get it started. Let it warm up first before I get in there. Because it's cold outside. <laughs> yeah. Time isn't of the essence or anything. No. <laughs> While we're waiting for the car to warm up, is there is there anything that you, uh, any suggestions or spooky stuff that you've, you've consumed lately that you want to recommend? Um... Oh yeah. Well, that wasn't recent, but it does. It is like you know relevant. On theme. This. It's on theme. Firewatch is a game about you're kind of like a you play this guy who's basically working in a a forest as a forest like ranger for a summer. You're up in like a fire tower and you're watching for fires. It's kind of creepy. You solve a mystery. It's it's just really good. I enjoyed it. It was kind of like a short game. Uh, Ryan was sort of disappointed by it, but I thought it was good and satisfying. And I've heard a lot of good things about it. I'm I'm kind of disappointed in myself that I haven't played it yet, but I'll get to it. Especially now that you have recommended it, it's going on my my list, my good list, not my other list. Oh God, <laughs> God forbid. God, I don't want to get on the other list. Um. And the other thing I wanted to recommend is I really enjoyed Big Little Lies. That was really good. Something I've been watching Mindhunter. I thought you already watched Mindhunter. Nope. Oh. Nope. Nope. I I enjoyed it pretty well. I had a couple critiques of it, but I I enjoyed it overall. I'm I'm it's interesting. Hmm, that's an interesting response. <laughs> I like uh <laughs> I, I like Holden and I like Bill. Will you finish it? I'm probably. You'll get there. What about you? 
what about me? Um, I have been watching Dark. Oh, is it good? I I do like it overall. There was one thing that I think they thought was going to be a big twist, and I had figured out from about like. 30 minutes into the first episode. Gotta love that when, <laughs> when they're like, what a twist! And you're like, dude, I I mean, I guess if some people are surprised by that, that's sad, but... I'm glad that it's been confirmed, I guess. I don't feel like a doofus, but when I saw the preview for it, it was in English, but I think they just cut it to look and sound that way, because then when it started, it was strange because it actually started with English audio, but it's a voiceover, because it's a German show Hmm. and so like the first scene i watched it really took me out of it because like the you know lips and stuff don't match up so i i swapped it because i don't mind subs subs over dubs baby i'm a purist but um but it's pretty good i i like it so far it's got like kind of time travel which is a sticky wicket so we'll see how how they handle it i feel like i like a lot of things and sometimes they throw in time travel and there's just too many weird like paradox things going on and every time travel story has its own like rules of how stuff actually works and I it's like vampires everyone's got their own take on vampires and I I feel the same way about time travel but I came up already said the music's really good like it's really beautiful to look at and I've got the theme song stuck in my head continuously for like the past week and a half so that's fun that's when you know it's good or just catchy. A little, little bit of both. I would recommend it. I'm not done with it yet, so I guess I can't say for sure if I actually like it. I would, well, maybe not worn, but there's one, like, like story thread in it that bothered me just because it bothers me in almost any narrative, but there's, like, a, a false rape report story kind of element to one of the plots And I just hate that stuff because I feel like it comes up so often and gives people this idea that it's way more common than it actually is. And so they weren't like super irresponsible with it, but I just, stuff like that always kind of irks me. I don't blame you. That shit's, it's like, "Mm, is this necessary? I feel like it's not because it doesn't happen very often. So why is it so prevalent in Mm -hmm. media? So that's there, but it's it's not a huge part of the story, but just so no one watches it and is like, Taylor's into this. Taylor likes that sort of stuff. I see how it is. I'm not. I can be critical of it, but I can still enjoy most of it, like 80% of it. I also really like they did that thing where there's like younger versions of people since there's time travel. And they did a really good job of having people actually like look like who they grow into and that's just something that i think is really cool in stories and stuff oh i love that when they get like a kid actor and you're like whoa they actually look right like that like who they're supposed to be as an adult yeah because i i don't know there's something really like jarring when it's a kid and you're like there's no way that Mm -hmm. they or when they get a family that like the kids actually kind of look like the parents or they actually look like their siblings and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I know you can't always have that in there, but I just think that's really cool. It's just, it is a cool effect. But, well, we're running super long and my heart is giving out, so. Car's ready. Mom's ready to take us. Let's go. Okay. Well, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Ghost Emoji Show. Leave us your positive reviews on, on iTunes. We're also on Google Play. 
And if you want to send us any stories or suggestions or anything, you can email us at ghostemojipodcast at gmail.com. And now I'm going to excuse myself and I'm going to take some of this mango gelatin to go on the way to the hospital. Perfect. They'll definitely be glad that you did that. I'll offer some to the doctor. But like, if you save my life, there's more where this came from. Well, hot dog, little lady. Let's get you right up on that operation table. <laughs> okay. We have to replace your heart. Oh, no. I like the one I got. Mm, too bad. Oh, okay. Uh, until next week, I guess, uh, stay spooky. Bye. Bye. Do you want to stay spooky too, Becca? No. Oh, okay. Keep out of the woods. It's, yeah, keep out of the woods. It's my last will and testament that you be spooky. Becca? Oh, God.